Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, the founder of Style Story, your go-to for K-beauty and your guide to the world of Korean skincare. Now on today's episode, what I wanted to do is run through 10 of my top tips for things that you can do with beauty products that don't work for you. So this I think is, you know, not uncommon. Basically, if you've been trying out a few different products, trying to find your holy grail, find some things that you really, really love, the chances are that you have had to kiss a few frogs before you find your prints. And that means that we can end up with, you know, a whole bunch of products that we're not entirely sure what we should do with. We don't love them. Maybe they don't work for us. Even worse, maybe they cause, you know, a reaction. You have an allergy to something in them. And, you know, that can cause products and things to pile up. So what I wanted to do on today's episode is just talk about some of the many different ways that we can go about using up those products, what to do with them so that you don't have to bin them. Now, obviously, if they're totally unopened, like for whatever reason, you, you know, maybe you got the product and then looked at the ingredients list and realized, oh gosh, that's not going to work for me. You can always try and sell them again on places like eBay, maybe the buy swap sell groups on Facebook. You could probably even take it back to the store that you bought it at. But the chances are that if you have already opened it and used it, you know, that's probably how you manage to work out that it doesn't quite work for you. Well, those kind of products are not always the easiest uh, to offload. So that is the kind of products that I wanted to have a chat to you about today. But before I get into my list of the top 10 things, I just wanted to do a little quick reminder. If you haven't already, go and check out our EFIS, the end of financial year sale that is on now at stylestory.com.au. 30 June is obviously the deadline uh, for the end of the financial year in Australia. So before then, we need to try and clear out all the stuff that is sitting in our warehouse. So we have put it on sale, uh, basically to invite you to please come and take it off our hands. So go and check it out. If you haven't already, we've got a few pages of sale items up on the website at the moment. I'm hopeful and confident that you will be able to find a bargain and grab something that you will like. So that is is just my, my my little spiel for you guys just to encourage you to go and do that you are really helping us out uh, because basically the more products that we have there the more we have to count it's just a whole big headache so yeah I'll leave it there now my top 10 so starting with number one this is my one of my favorite my own personal favorite ways of getting rid of beauty products that don't work for me is to re-gift it now obviously if it's totally brand new you could actually gift it as like a birthday present or something like that uh you know sometimes you buy a product and it comes in like a little set and has something else in it in the little set and you're like well that product is not really up my alley but it could be up someone else's alley so you can gift it to them 
spam. That's just a really easy hack. I don't personally have a problem with re-gifting as long as you're not like re-gifting it back to the person that gave it to you. I think it's probably fine. Um, now, if it's lightly used, then one of my favorite ways is to just give it to a friend or someone I know that has a skin type that is better suited for it. In my house, my husband often gets the bulk of mine. Uh, he does have a different skin type to me as well, so that's actually quite handy. I'm really dry, sensitive, acne prone, and he has like this really robust skin. It's more on the oily side, so he often gets my offshoots. Uh, in the case of sunscreens and things like that, I've even used them on my little girl. Uh, her skin is quite robust. I tend to buy the stuff for uh, sensitive skin, so I can use that on her as well without any problems. Now, when it comes to uh, other ways to get rid of them, my number two tip is to use products that don't work for you on your face on your back knee or bum knee breakouts. Now, hear me out here. So, when we're talking about the kind of things that you might be using on your face for, say, acne, pimples, and things like that, you will often be using maybe exfoliating acids and acne treatments, and sometimes they can just be a little bit too harsh, maybe for your face or maybe for your skin. But the good news is that other parts of your body are not as sensitive as the face. So in particular, the skin on your back and also the skin on your bum is a little bit thicker than your face. So you can often repurpose those types of products a little bit further down your body. Um, obviously, if you don't have back knee or bum knee, then, you know, your mileage may vary on that kind of thing. But, you know, even breakouts on the chest or things like that. That is one really good way of using up those products. My number three tip is to use them on ingrown hairs. So exfoliating acids, you know, the serums, anything like that, you can actually repurpose them to help with ingrown hairs on your legs, your armpits, and even your bikini line. So that might be one that you guys haven't ever tried before or haven't thought of, but they can actually be a really, really huge help. So if you end up with an acid and you're just like, oh gosh, you know, it's just too strong, or maybe it's not necessarily too strong, but you can only use it like once a week. And then obviously once you've opened it, there's a period after opening within which you kind of have to use the product or it might become less stable. So if you're sort of looking at this product and thinking, how am I going to use all of this up? in six months or whatever, uh, then another good way might be to repurpose it onto your ingrown hairs as well. So that's my number three tip. Now, my number four tip, again, with acid type products, because I think these are the ones that tend to be the ones that don't work for people. In general, if there are products that people are like, ugh, that's not really working for me, often it will be because they have things like AHAs, BHAs, PHAs, uh, you know, maybe even like a retinoid in them. The other thing that you can do is use your acid toners as deodorant and for dark underarms. So, that that's not maybe commonly known information, but if you are the type of person that has pigmentation under your arms, and we ran through this a few weeks ago on one of our question of the week segments, 
But acid toners can actually be really helpful to lighten the pigmentation under the arms. Obviously, you need to make sure that, you know, what, what's causing it in the first place that you reduce that. So if it is because you are sensitizing the skin under there because you're using a blunt razor or something like that, get that under control first, get a new razor, have the sensitivity sort of, uh, you know, take care of the sensitivity first but then after that if you're still left with pigmentation after the fact acid toners can be really good for that and they can actually work as a deodorant as well so that's my number four tip of just a couple of different ways you can use those types of products in other on other parts of your body now my number five tip is just generally to use the products on your own body so a couple of different ways you can do that for example, if you end up with an oil type cleanser that you don't like, you can actually use that on other parts of your body when you're shaving to help with shaving. Uh, if you are, end up with a cleanser, for example, that doesn't have a good pH level or it doesn't have a pH level that works for your face, maybe it's like a nine or a 10 or something like that. Often those types of products, even though they've got higher pH levels that don't work for the face, they can be okay on the body. So uh, that's just another really helpful way. For smaller or concentrated products, I'm thinking things like serums, maybe eye creams or moisturizers, uh, like a really thick one. Those tend to work best on the hands, the arms and the chest. Uh, so just, you know, those richer type of products so if you end up with something say that's just too hydrating too moisturizing on your face then you can use them on parts of your body as well you know think of the other areas of your body that tend to get really dry things like your feet maybe your elbows your hands uh, particularly in winter in the cooler months you cannot often end up with really just sort of dry and scaly elbows so things like that just set them aside if you're like this is too rich it's making me break out you might be able to actually use it later in the year uh, when it gets a little bit cooler. So there are pretty much very few products that you couldn't repurpose to use just generally on other parts of your body. I know I've reused uh, face washers, scrubs in particular. Scrubs is something that I actually really do enjoy using to help get rid of the little, um, you know, oil buildup on the skin. In Korean, we call it pitchy. Uh, that and scrubs, because of how sensitive my skin is, sometimes they're a little bit too abrasive on my actual face. So I need to end up using them on my body, but I've done that. I've used creams pretty much all over my body, sunscreens. That's the other thing uh, that I have repurposed on uh, my body, I including recently, I actually took um, a bunch of facial sunscreens that I just wasn't really loving. I took them to Italy with me when I knew I was gonna be out in the sun every single day and I actually used them on my arms and legs. The only thing I would say with facial sunscreens, if you are going to be reusing them on your body, is just to check if you're going to the beach or something like that, make sure it's waterproof because they're not always waterproof. So if you're going to be using a face sunscreen, uh, on your body at the beach, just make sure it's waterproof. Otherwise, you know, you could wash it off when you go into the, into the surf. But apart from that, I've had really good luck using sunscreens and pretty much everything actually on all different types of uh, parts of my body. 
Now, my next tip, my number six tip is to donate the products to your local homeless or DV shelter. Uh, so, you know, if the product is perfectly fine, it's still in date, there's nothing wrong with it except that you don't like it, then there are so many different places that you can actually donate products to, you know, maybe to people who can't afford personal items like skincare, or maybe, you know, they have escaped uh, a domestic violence situation and they just left with the clothes on their back and they didn't get to take all of their things then that's a really really good way of giving back and helping and giving it to someone that could actually really use it Uh, a good rule of thumb when it comes to donating products like this is if you'd be embarrassed to give it to your friend then you probably shouldn't donate it either you know if it's really manky if it's on its last legs if it's already expired obviously don't give those types of products away but if it's just like i tried it and i didn't love it then you know these are really really good ways I think to make sure that your beauty products have a second life so I've done a little bit of a look uh, into the organizations that will actually be able to accept these products there is one in the states called project beauty share in the inland northwest uh, and what they do is they provide personal hygiene cosmetics and beauty products to non-profit organizations who serve women and families overcoming abuse addiction, homelessness, poverty, uh, and basically their aim is to help restore, you know, dignity and hope into their lives. Uh, So that is a really, really worthwhile organization to gift to if you are local. Uh, There is one in Malaysia called the Women's Aid Organization. They can accept beauty donations. So if you are in Malaysia, go and check out their website for more information. In the UK, the Hair and Beauty Charity uh, is one that can accept those kind of donations uh, and basically they offer also they offer financial support as well to people and their families if they're facing hard times Uh, so I did a really big look around in Australia and unfortunately it's not as easy as I wish it was uh, to donate open cosmetics a lot of the organizations I saw only accept things like uh, cosmetic samples or hotel amenities kits and some of them also only accept them from companies not from individuals a couple that I did find was the pink cross in Australia now this is a charity specifically for those in the sex industry and they accept both used and new items as well so their requirements for used cosmetics are that they must be lightly used and that the powder or cream must be wiped off using a soft fabric or tissue Uh, and then they can be grouped together in basically a transparent bag you place a sticker on it and say used and then for you know liquid items they've got some uh some uh instructions as well for how you can donate those but the products they ask are that they not be older than five years old which you know is pretty 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 old when it comes to beauty products the other place that you can look into is the Women's and Girls Emergency Center. Now, I wasn't 100% sure from reading around on their website whether they do accept used cosmetics, but if you do have someone you are in Australia, they might be worth reaching out to as well. So thank you very much to one of my Instagram followers for recommending those to me. Thank you to Jenny. Uh, And my next 
tip so that that's basically just you know in general donating i think that's just such a really worthwhile way of uh you know getting rid of any products that you yourself don't uh don't don't need to use the other way that i have found is really great for repurposing your products is to clean your brushes so i think when i come across a cleanser that is either just too high ph or it's just not really working out for me Cleaning your makeup brushes with oil cleansers, in particular cleansing balms, is a really, really good way of getting rid of them. Uh, now, how often should you be wa washing your brushes? I think a good rule, and again, your mileage may vary depending on how often you wear makeup, but I think that a really good rule is once a week. Aim to wash your brushes once a week. Uh, and discarded cleansers that you aren't using on your face do a really good job of that. So no need to go out and buy a special product if you have a few others lying around the house. Now, another way that you can do it is to redirect them, obviously, towards your feet. Now, feet need a lot of attention as well, but there's something that I think can tend to go ignored, at least for part of the year. I know for me in winter, I'm always like, they're always in socks or shoes. You don't really have to look at them, so you do tend to forget about them. But you can tackle things like stubborn, cracked heels with your face scrubs that are too rough for your face or your unwanted moisturizers. The other hack here is when it comes to feet, you can still use the expired products on your feet, uh, particularly if you have things like maybe face masks that went off. You can put the sheet masks on your face and your feet will still be super soft the next day. You don't need to worry so much about expiration dates when it comes to your feet. Uh, again, like like thick creams work well on your feet as well. You can even layer them on, put some socks on, go to sleep, and you'll wake up with really, really nice soft feet the next day. Now, the next one on my list, and this is not something that I have actually ever done, but is to host a skincare swap. So basically how this works is if you have a bunch of friends that also have, you know, skincare products, maybe they're into skincare, I'm not sure. Maybe they just have a couple of old things lying around, but you can invite everyone over, get some wine, some snacks I don't know maybe tea up you know a girl's night or something like that boys night whoever like bring everyone uh, and you can actually swap so you know you give them your stuff that you don't want they give you stuff that they don't want and then everyone gets new skincare and you don't need to waste money I actually love that idea uh, so that's another really cool one it, you know if you do have people like that that are local to you that's just a bit of a fun way of doing it now the last one on my list and this one is uh, a bit of a funny one, is you can actually gift particularly makeup and cosmetics to a mortician. Now, hear me out on this one. So obviously, if you've got old expired makeup and things like that, you can't really use it on your face and you probably wouldn't want to go and give it to other people that are alive. But when it comes to the skin of the dearly departed, they're not as worried about things like that. So morticians can actually work with old makeup. Uh, and, you know, if they're doing the makeup for maybe a wake or something like that, they can use it. So if you have a mortician local to you, that might be another way of getting rid of your eyeshadows, blushes and things like that. So that was my top 
10. Now, obviously, I think, you know, the, the, the option of last resort would be to trash them, which is why, you know, I, 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 I don't really think that that's the best option. There are so many different ways that we can be a little bit more eco-conscious, a little bit more, you know, passing it forward, I think. So I think as a last resort, you can trash it. The other thing that you can do is return a product but just know that if you are returning a product and uh, it's already been opened, it will end up in the bin anyway. Uh, and that's because obviously, you know, as, as beauty companies, as brands, we can't resell those products to people. Uh, and, you know, we can't even really use them ourselves because there are, you know, depending on, you know, particularly around COVID and things like that, there are, you know, not knowing how it's been stored. We can't really reuse it for ourselves, and we can't obviously give it to other customers. Uh, I'm not sure if some brands then put those products out as testers. I'm not sure how that works, but I just think in terms of trashing or returning, that probably should be the last resort just because of what will happen to the products. Any way that you can give them to, you know, a friend, a loved one, or any of the other ways, you know, to repurpose them on your own body is probably how I would suggest doing it, just to make sure that the product just doesn't go to waste and, you know, doesn't end up in landfill. Uh, so they were just my top 10 tips. I hope you found uh, a couple of new ones maybe that you hadn't heard of before. If you did like any of these tips, I would love it if you can share them, if you can share the episode, maybe send it to a friend. Uh, you know, if you're going to host a skincare swap party, let me know. I would love to reshare it as well. Uh, and if you did like today's episode, you could always leave a review for the podcast that would be very welcome uh love reviews love seeing them love reading them love getting them uh so that would be also very very appreciated but i will leave it there for today i will of course be back next week on tuesday with another round of k-beauty news headlines for you but until then i will see you on style story